What's going on, Anthony? So now we're back to talking about the NBA. So first off, let's talk about the Lakers and Heat season progress during the season. So talk about the Heat first, but I'm going to start with the Lakers. So I think the Lakers have done a good job in competing in this tough Western Conference. But what are your thoughts on so far how the Miami Heat have done throughout the season? Um, they've been they've been really they've been really up and down. Um, I guess you know I, I really expected them to be you know a little bit better. You know, not much better, but you know it's a weak Eastern Conference. You know, even though you do have. Uh, you know, like the Bucks on the come up as well as uh, Toronto, Philly, um, and then uh, the Celtics. But I, I did expect them to be a little bit better. You know, they're competing. You know, they're like competing with these high caliber Western Conference teams, you know, and beating these guys. And even though they beat the uh, Celtics convincingly last night, you know, they're still up and down. Yeah, I mean, um, Although the Heat beat the Celtics, I mean, they got a good young core with Hassan Whiteside, Deion Waiters, Wayne Ellington. Dwayne Wade is entering the final year like we talked about last week. Um, do the Miami Heat have a game today or do they have a game tomorrow? No, they um, they play tomorrow. They play the Grizzlies tomorrow. At the American Airlines Arena or in Memphis? Um, yeah, it's at American Airlines. Yeah, and uh, I think the uh, – I think the Miami Heat will definitely be a playoff team like we talked about last week. So the Lakers, um, they beat Dallas on Monday. And then on Wednesday, played very well against a very good Detroit Pistons team with Kyle Kuzma getting 41 points. Could have got 50 if Luke Walton played him in that fourth quarter. But, I mean, Kyle Kuzma had a great game. Phenomenal all-around uh, all around game for Kyle Kuzma. And the Lakers against the Jazz. And where he played his college ball, I think he's ready to impress his Utah alum. Like, like, yeah, um, yeah, Kuzma, man. Kuzma's uh, going off. I can't believe, you know, um, you know, 41 points, two rebounds. You know, uh, he definitely likes to see him get more rebounds, but, you know, he definitely picked up the slack because uh, Lonzo only scored five points that game. You know, he, he had 11 assists, you know, so at least he's dishing the ball. But, you know, from your – I feel like you need a lot more from your point guard, especially – if uh, Rondo and LeBron are going to be out, you know, going forward when you're playing, you know, these high-caliber uh, Western Conference teams. Yeah, and tonight the Lakers played the Utah Jazz, which is today at 7, and then you got the Heat against the Grizzlies tomorrow night. So um, talk about the game last week for the Lakers. And how in the world did they let the New York Knicks come into Staples and win that game? Dude, I mean, I'll actually – you. I mean, it's, it's simple. You know, uh, the Knicks had 55 points off the bench, you know, to the Lakers 31. And, you know, I mean, that's, dude, that's, that's a 24-point swing right there. And, you know, although the Lakers, um, you know, 19 points, 18 points, 17 points in their starting lineup, you know, so they played well um, in the starting lineup. But, the, uh, you know, the people off the bench couldn't come in and do their job. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's a direct indication of that score. Yeah, I mean, you know, playing the Jazz in Utah is tough. But, I mean, talk about losing to the Knicks. I mean, I I was not happy with how they played against them as a team that the Lakers should be beating. But, I mean, they moved past that. And now getting Kuzma back from his back injury really helps the Lakers now. I just thought the Lakers didn't have Kuzma that game. And um, 
Now I'll talk about how badly do the Lakers need LeBron back and also getting Rondo back as well. Yeah, um, you know, at this point, at this point, you can say they're pretty, I mean, they, they really need them because, you know, they're just over, you know, they're a little bit over 500 a couple games. Um, but, you know, when you have LeBron and Rondo, you know, Rondo's just able to dish the ball. And, you know, Lonzo can do it as well. But, you know, Rondo's been doing it for such a long time. You know, it's you can't, you know, disregard that fact. And, you know, just getting LeBron back in the lineup, you know, he's, you know, possibly the greatest, you know, basketball player in the league right now. And, you know, anytime you don't have those guys on the court, you know, I mean, you know, you have younger guys that, you know, are growing, but those guys are going to be the ones who get you championships. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think um, now, now we could talk about now, um, some of our early picks of the NBA awards, and then we can also uh, talk about the upcoming games for both the Lakers and Heat. We'll get to that in a minute. So let's talk about our rookies of the year. So I think who's going to win the NBA rookie of the year? I'm going to pick a guy. I know Luka Doncic and uh, Trey Young are my favorite rookies this year. But I think Luka Doncic is my clear favorite to win the NBA's rookie of the year award. That's the same. That's the same person I had picked right here. Um, Aiden also, DeAndre Aiden, I think is. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden's good, but he probably won't be as close to Doncic in the votings. Oh, definitely no, definitely not. He's my, I mean, he's my clear, he's my clear front runner for rookie of the year. I mean, where would Trey Young be in yours in the voting? Say that one more time. Where would Trey Young be? Would he be be second in between Doncic and uh, Aiden? Yeah, yeah, I would believe he um he would have to. You know, because um, you know, coming in as a young as a younger guy, you know, and being able to actually, you know, will you know, will teams, you know, will your teams some games, you know, to victory, you know, you got to be considered in the conversation. So I believe Luka Doncic is going to be, you know, like just you know front runner. I don't think that, you know, unless he gets hurt right now, is the own is the only way he doesn't win. You know, just like, I mean, his style of play is just so unique. So I have him. And then, you know, definitely Trey Young and Aiden's going to be right behind him. Yeah, the, I have that too in my final voting for the NBA Rookie of the Year award. And now let's talk about the the most improved player award. And I can have a clear understanding on who I want in that. Who I want to win the uh, NBA's most improved player award. I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Kuzma. Oh, that's, yeah, I mean... Definitely, I like that pick. Um, I'm actually going to go with, uh, you know, one of my guys on the heat, uh, Justice Winslow. You know, and you're starting to see a lot of a lot of swirl about him, you know, which, you know, indicates that, you know, a lot of teams are actually taking notice. But, you know, I mean, he's, he's really up and comer, you know, and I feel like after Wade leaves, you know, he can maybe lead the heat. Yeah, I mean, Justice Winslow has just come a long way, coming being a bench warmer and now trying to become one of the new faces of the Miami Heat. And, you know, Udonis Haslam's retiring with Wade, and I think now the the torch of the franchise player of the Heat is now past the Hassan Whiteside and potentially Justice Winslow. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, man, they have, like, they have, like, a really good young core, you know, and 
you know, outside of Whiteside, no one's really making any money right now. So, you know, um, and hopefully, you know, they're getting a lot of money back, you know, getting starting to get a lot of people off their payroll so they can pay these younger guys. Yeah, and then now my pick to win the NBA Coach of the Year award is a guy I think has done a phenomenal job in his first year of coaching, even though that's a hard thing to do when you're a first-year head coach in the NBA, is Nick Nurse from the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, 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 man. Um, he's really good. You know, it also helps having, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. You know, um, and, you know, they've always competed. But, you know, to come in there and to actually, you know, be able to get those guys to gel together right away is um, something, you know, you definitely look for as a coach of the year. Um, however, I do – I have – it was – it was either Luke Walton or Brad Stevens. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brad Stevens be, just because I feel that the Celtics, you know, they haven't gelled yet. But I believe, you know, by the all-star break, you know, they're going to be like a force to be reckoned with. And, you, and you've, you're already seeing, you know, flashes of that. And I just like Luke Walton, you know, just to kind of see, you know, him gel the team together, you know, in these last couple games. And, you know, I mean, really all season, but, you know, not having LeBron, you can definitely see, you know, the coaching is tail off. Yeah, I like Luke Walton. I think one day he's going to win the NBA Coach of the Year award. I think he will someday. But it, it's going to all depend on what the Lakers do in the upcoming summer because 2019, I think, is a – I don't think the Lakers are going to use – the upcoming free agent class to get a superstar. I'm going to expect them to wait until 2020 and, and let them get Anthony Davis once he's a free agent. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can see, I can definitely see that happening. Um, you know, possibly, you know, but, you know, Kevin Durant's also coming out this year. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to the Lakers, you know, but there's been uh, talks about it. Yeah, I don't see Kevin Durant going to the Lakers. I either see him staying in Golden State or maybe going to the Wizards. So that's what I see there. And then um, now for my uh, Defensive Player of the Year award, I changed my mind on that pick. I'm going to give it to Giannis, the Greek freak from the Milwaukee Bucks, to be the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to have to stay with him. I'm going to have to stay with my pick in Draymond. You know, dude's just uh, dude's too good, man. Plays with a lot of passion, and just he's he's fire. You know, he's just like, you know, he's just one of those guys that you just want to punch in the face. Yeah, I like Draymond too. Draymond Green is kind of like a Kevin Durant, but I think Giannis hasn't won any NBA hardware, so that's why I think this is the year that he finally gets some hardware and that he wins the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year award. Well, yeah, I mean. Definitely, I believe, you know, they're going to try and get him some hardware somewhere. But, you know, coming up, I'm guessing you're about to, um, you know, coming up, I'm going to tell you that pick, you know, that I have. Where I have and my pick to win the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award. I think it's going to come down to three players. It's going to be Kevin, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Giannis, the Greek freak. I'm going with James Harden as my pick to win the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award again because – He's playing like one right now. He had a slow start to the season. The Rockets had a slow start to the season. And I think the Rockets are going to get back on track and at the top of the of the Western Conference. And I think James Harden will be one of the reasons why he will win the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award again. 
yeah, I believe, you know, it's definitely hard to argue, you know, with, um, you know, but the, you know, the MVP, you know, most valuable player can always, you know, it's always at least five guys there, you know, um, so it's hard to argue that James Harden wouldn't be number one, but I'm actually going to go with the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, and I believe that's where, you know, his first, you know, his first hardware is going to come, you know, at the hands of the I still believe uh, Giannis's hardware is going to come from the Defensive Player of the Year award because you know how good of a defensive player he is because he has long arms, steal the ball, dunk. He's just like one of the best dunkers in the game right now. Russell Westbrook too is like a tri- Russell Westbrook is a triple double machine. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe he's still going, man. Every time I look at this guy's stats, you know, double digit, double digit, double digit. Yeah, double digit in rebounds and points and assists. Yeah, yeah, all the time, man. Freaking yeah. And double machine. Talk about now, before we end this, talk about the biggest disappointment in the NBA this year. For me, I'm gonna pick the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I think they're gonna end up with the number one pick in the draft, which which is why I think they've been such a disappointment. And I kind of see them moving on from Kevin Love now, setting his salary, and then getting Zon Williamson to replace him in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost seems like, I mean, they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely, uh, you know, they're probably somewhere over there with the Knicks, you know, but I'll go with Cleveland too. And yeah, I'm not sure why they still, you know, they traded everybody else and they figured, you know, Kevin Love would do what he did when he was with um, the T-Wolves, but, you know, he just doesn't, you know, there's no, there's no firepower around him. And I believe they're going to be moving on him very, like moving on from him very shortly. And, you know, for them to have that number one pick and go get Zion, you know, it'd be like, you know, they're starting all over, you know, just like they did when LeBron James had. Yeah, the Cavs are just starting all over again. And uh, I think the Phoenix Suns have been a big disappointment. They're just one of the, they're just, they're the only bad team in the West. And I think in a year or two, the Suns are going to be a team that's going to compete in this tough Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, you know, Devin Booker's been um, injured, you know, and even, you know, in the beginning, he didn't really play up to his potential, so, uh, yeah, I would say the Suns, you know, they've been pretty disappointed. Yeah, the Suns, I think, when they get their act together, they're going to be really good, so now, final thoughts for for the NBA, so for let's start off with, for me, I think, um, I think the Lakers, they got to find a way to still continue to win games without LeBron, and I think keep keep up what they've been doing, and it starts tonight against the Jazz. Yeah, um, you know, and my final thoughts are, you know, for the Heat are going to be, you know, just, you know, they're enjoying this roller coaster ride. You know, they'll, you know, they're beating the, uh, you know, they're beating like Toronto and they're beating the Spurs. You know, and they come back and get destroyed by the Pacers and the Orlando Magic. And, you know, it's just kind of, you know, kind of keeping pace in the East because, you know, you don't, they don't want that eight, you know, you don't want the seventh or the eighth seed and, you know, have to go and face, you know, the Celtics or Toronto in that first round of the playoffs. So just being able to, you know, being able to maybe uh, keep pace and get like that third or that um, fourth uh, playoff spot, you know, so they're not facing, you know, the toughest teams right off the bat. All right, so I'll talk to you next week.